You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 196, Connecting with Your Witchy Side with guest Rosie Velasquez. Welcome to episode 196 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We teach a Feng Shui certification course. So we teach people to become practitioners and Feng Shui consultants in a six month long, 100 hour plus program. We also have lots of special opportunities and a weekly newsletter and different workshops that we have only for our newsletter subscribers. So we hope you'll check out our website and join our mailing list. You can scroll down when you visit mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll down to the bottom and sign up for our mailing list, or you can go to the show notes and we'll have a link there too. Okay. Hi, everybody. So today... I, Laura Morris, I am here without Angie, but I am here with a special guest and Mindful Design School grad, Rosie Velasquez. She is joining us because we, she and I, are going to chat about what it's like to connect with your own magical spiritual side. This time of year has got us, always got us thinking about that. So we're going to have a conversation and talk a little bit about what we have done or what came up for us, even when we did the practice of feng shui, in reconnecting with our own cultural heritage and folk practices. So just to intro Rosie, Rosie is a mentor, weaver, and storyteller. She helps those who are called to be light workers, walking alongside you on your journey as you reconnect, remember, and see how you work your unique light. So welcome, Rosie. I'm so happy you're here with me. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny because whenever somebody asks me, like, you know, what's your bio? I always have this like initial, like, well, what do they want to know? Like, do they want the list of, you know, this is all my trainings and things. But I think nowadays people, that's, that's great. Like to Mm -hmm. have, your certifications, what you studied, what you learned. But I think more importantly, it's like, what is your essence? Who are you? Do we connect in that level? And then everything else, then they can research. So that's why I've streamlined my bio to just be, this is my energy. And if it matches, great. It's the essence of Rosie right there in three lines. (laughs) (laughs) Only taken 49 years to like (laughs) come up with those three lines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I invited Rosie here. Angie is off traveling and doing wonderful things. You can all imagine her waltzing through the French countryside, if you like, right now. I invited Rosie here because I got to thinking. So this time of year, when this will air, it will be right at the end of October. And we're coming up on that. And this time of year always gets everybody, I think those those of us that are in these modalities, these energy practices, a deeper yearning like to connect with this magical side, right? And it's this time of year. And I was giving that some thought and I thought, okay, well, who should I talk to? Rosie, because Rosie and I have chatted about this stuff in the past. And then it got me thinking, you know, why? are we so drawn to connecting to that magical side or that spiritual side of us? 
witchy side, if you will, you know, which is really just a way to say self-discovery. But, um, and, and so Rosie and I had this conversation and we were saying it makes sense because it's a time when it's been described as a thin time because it's many things, but at this point, you know, we're definitely shifting into a more yin time, right? I mean, the fall is over, summer is definitely over and autumn is done. It's coming to an end and we're moving into, you know, November and December where we're moving into water chi. So solidly yin energy, which in feng shui perspective is, and many perspectives is about reflection and wisdom seeking. Also a liminal time, we were saying. Rosie, when when I say those things to you, what do you think about? I think just like what that season is, at least for our side, you know, the hemisphere for this time yes. of year. To me, everything, like even the word fall, is things that fall away. So that liminal time is also like the death of things, but how the death of things then allows rebirth. The winter time is when things go dark, go inward, and it actually nourishes the soil for mm -hmm. what's to come. So how everything's cyclical, but this time is like really potent because mm -hmm. like we were talking about, so many things have, you know, are traditionally happen during this time. Yeah. And it's just even putting different clothes on. Mm -hmm. the time you know that it gets darker earlier all those things kind of help us to go inward and reflect and that will always when we go inward and it's quieter and cooler and we kind of bundle you know mm -hmm. that always gets us to then start thinking like well who am I <laughs> what yeah. what do I want to recreate when that time is, even if we're not even aware that that's what we're doing, naturally, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I always thought it was, oh, because I was so hardwired into back to school. But I, but I think it's, but I do think it's something, I mean, obviously, the, the cycles of nature come into play there. We've talked, Angie and I have talked a lot on the podcast of obviously moving into a metal element season, which we're in, and, but now then we're transiting to a water season. Uh, frost descends is right around this time, which is the solar date for the Chinese calendar. And then, of course, Samhain, which is the Celtic festival. And then we have All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve. We have El Dia, Dia de los Muertos. Yes. Exactly. And all of these are considered, these are, are, there's a reason, and because of this thin time when the walls between the afterlife, the ethereal, and the living or the thinnest. And also we're able to tap into that ancestry as well. I think that kind of our, our history, our, our heritage and the things that kind of are again, deep within us that we don't even know about sometimes. Yeah. And it, it is that like calling back because I didn't grow up practicing or, you know, honoring the other Los Muertos. That just wasn't something that my family did. I grew up Catholic and although uh, the Catholic Church does recognize that in Mexico they practice Dia de los Muertos and living in Southern California, that's very predominant. So it's just kind of like rather than trying to get rid of it, they just like, OK, well, mm -hmm. yeah, for, for these people, they do practice it and it's OK. But I grew up honoring All Saints Day and yeah. All Souls Day. Yeah. And we used to dress around in our parade, you know, 
yeah, and do that. But it still calls us back to those times because all that energy and all the people who do practice it, even before us, mm -hmm. that still is kind of like calling us back. Like that, those who have been remembered and have done that, mm -hmm. that energy is still there. So that's why we feel it. We feel that urge to to remember these things and to go back to ancestry and to think like, oh, why did that happen? Let me understand it better. So it is like a calling back, even if we didn't grow up practicing it. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, something that generations have practiced to connect with, you know, those that have passed before them and it naturally falls. And I mean, all saints day or all souls day, all hallows Eve being the day before, you know, obviously there's a conjunction there there's something going on there obviously the church decided you know let's uh let's let's try and as we all know work with these pagan precursors so exactly and so all of these things are happening and i have for a while now i have been trying to reconnect with my own heritage and my and folk practices of my, my culture, uh, specifically Italian. But obviously you all know who are listening to us that we're feng shui practitioners. And that's how Rosie and I met. Rosie was um, is a graduate of the program. And so Rosie and I started talking like really what, you know, part of what drew us to feng shui, apart from it was a natural progression for me being in design. And then I kind of went in there, you know, I just found it so easy to connect with the practice. Maybe that's it. It's like, I'm happy I stumbled on it and like really dove deep into it all those many years ago. But now I really realize how many, obviously these practices across cultures have a lot of similarities, but the beauty of feng shui was it allowed me to really like to start to tap into that, to really understand and to give me a curiosity about my own folk practices from my tradition. And we've talked about this. Yeah, you yeah. know, you being a mentor, new teacher of mine with the feng shui practices, we did a consult. You did, you mm -hmm. did my house, and I remember we started talking about that, like opening up mm -hmm. to that this opens up, and it is natural because you start kind of putting the pieces. Like I remember learning about orange peel blessing, mm -hmm. and and then immediately I thought, oh yeah, we do that with limes, mm -hmm. and there's just so many things that there are that there is that connection and it kind of it does invite you back to think like oh i know this mm -hmm. this is just it just looks this this way it's just different mm -hmm. i think it's actually you know most cultures unless they are heavily honestly like western society mm -hmm. still are not as closed off to a lot of these things like i think mm -hmm. of even like Japanese like shinrin yoku like mm -hmm. forest bathing like mm -hmm. this is just it's a lot more open like we talked mm -hmm. about that like yeah. with feng shui that it's just this is how it's been practiced this is how it is mm -hmm. and it, it's it's part of their their science yeah because I mean as much as I'd like to go and go somewhere and practice you know ancient Italian folk traditions it's just not it's just not done right you just don't do that I mean it's a different modality entirely and Feng Shui is a practice that has been systematized and done, you know, over the centuries. So it was so accessible for us. It's continually being taught and honored, right? And honored by society, that society. So it was preserved, right? So it's, I didn't even think of these things before, obviously, when I went on, I wasn't like, oh, like, let me see, I'm going to go find something. It just, it came to me. And now in hindsight, I'm realizing like, why can't I like 
you know, tap into these and it doesn't exist because you can't go like in, in my culture, it was, it was, you know, hidden, you know, hundreds of years ago, whereas feng shui has just continued for 4,000 plus years. Right. So, you know, for me personally, you mentioned the oranges and the limes, which I love for me, you know, when I started learning about the I Ching and divination, so divination was big for me and like, you know, dowsing and all of that. But, you know, for I Ching, I'm like, okay, so if I were to connect with the equivalent of a divin of that kind of divin divination in my culture, I went to, you know, the Taroki, so the tarot cards and other folk practices as well. So it was interesting. Feng Shui allowed me to, when I learned that depth of that practice, which has been so fantastic in my life, and it gave me this desire to connect with others. And there is a lot of overlap. It's just different feng shui is obviously a system like it's quite it's got a framework you know it's a pretty complex practice but underneath it are these old shamanistic traditions that you know existed in our in other cultures so i was i was also one of the ones that got me to was the idea of a broom like i don't know if that is that is that big in in, in mexican culture as well like the symbol of a broom and brooms are like Brooms are literally supposed to like ward off the malokia, like the evil eye. But I mean, sweeping and cleaning is, you know, mm -hmm. and, and cleaning with intention is more even in other, in our, my culture as well, is about removing energy, just like feng shui. Exact same exactly. thing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's a limpia, right? It's a cleaning yeah. or a clearing. And that's what, like, that is energy clearing, clearing homes. Mm -hmm. And that's why those kind of things, I was like, oh, that's what, like my yeah. mom taught us how to do that. Not not in the way that I think I would have loved to have been taught now, mm -hmm. right? That I was mm -hmm. open to it where she's like, this is what you do. Because she didn't learn it that way. Even mm -hmm. though her grandmother, by all means, was a curandera. Like she mm -hmm. was what we would call now, you know, a witchy, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's in there and she was mm -hmm. taught in a, in a different way and then just kind of passed it to us when it was needed. Like when the house started getting kind of weird and mm -hmm. like activity started happening, she told my sister and I, we were really little, like, okay, we don't have time to call the priest. Mm -hmm. uh, put your hand, you know, you two are closer to heaven. You're like little angels. So bless the water. So she taught us to consecrate water with mm -hmm. our own love, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got the branch from the lime tree, you know, and then went and put the, blessed the corners. We were doing the limpias, you mm -hmm. know? So these things, brooms, all these things, they're, they're in all cultures, mm -hmm. I think. But it's kind of unlocking it again mm -hmm. to find how it's been passed down. It's not like before where... It was, you know, the grandmother, the abuelita, the, mm -hmm. you know, the nona just kind of yeah. was in the house. So now it's up to us to kind of find it again or, or search for it. Yeah. And however we can, because yeah. we were in our grandmother, you know, yeah. <laughs> like our egg was in our mother yeah. while she was, you know, so it's, it's in there. Lineage. It's there. Yeah. And but just exactly as you said, like it's, and I think that is the beauty of the practice. The more I kind of look back on this, you know, just exactly as you said, I don't know, she didn't really, she just sort of showed us and taught us like, that's how it was done. It didn't need to be, you know, super ritualistic and ceremonial and on this, because I mean, in my research and looking back and thinking of these things, you know, when I'm looking, once it started to get 
all written down and all it kind of it was the patriarchy that took it over yeah, right and exactly. shifted and changed yeah. it, right so yeah you know in our in as you said you're i grew up catholic you you grew up catholic and the church and the patriarchy you know that's why this stuff isn't written down obviously yeah. and yeah. it also wasn't done in like i mean i'm not as familiar with british celtic you know uh witchcraft or, or witchery but I understand it's a little bit more, you know, they come together more as a group, whereas that just wasn't, it was all like, literally, you said Nona, or, you know, doing it in the kitchen, or she was a woman that was known to do these things, but nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not, you know, that's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah and, it. and like what we talked about before, when we were kind of brainstorming yeah. and, and, and sharing notes that like these mystery schools were mostly men. I mean, before that it wasn't, but like, mm-hmm for the, what we have, that block that we have to go through to kind of burst that Mm -hmm. is that, and that women possibly didn't know how to read and write. Mm -hmm. And so these were all vocal traditions, but, but that's the most powerful potent Mm -hmm. is that, you know, that passed down transmission. Right. And that's like the storyteller that that's how we remember. We lock it in, you know, we Mm -hmm. lock it in with the story that was told. Mm -hmm. Grandmother wisdom is, sitting with the baby in the kitchen, just picking the, the rocks from the frijoles and then telling the story and mm-hmm. teaching them the magic, teaching mm-hmm. them the wisdom of the of the ancestors and how things are done. Whereas like maybe mothers were busy, you know, taking care of stuff. And so that energy was different. Mm-hmm. We kind of lost that. But I think that we now, yeah. especially from what I've, worked with is women over 40 now we are calling it back in and wanting to remember it but not in the way that there was no certification right Mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a point of you learned this you have enough knowledge so that I can say yes you can go out and teach there's Mm -hmm. that's still I think important because we also see that shift of like the weekend retreat and then Mm -hmm. a person's doing like yeah like all kinds of stuff you know so it's that balance I think after and we can say all these things like it's after our you know Saturn return it's after Mm -hmm. like it's during perimenopause like we finally are at a point where we understand that this is already in us and it's about searching within to unlock it. And it's going to look different than even somebody who's from the same culture and that Mm -hmm. we can respect each other and honor it. And that's how I think I love learning feng shui and not feeling like, Oh, I I can't do that anymore because that's not what the rules say. Mm -hmm. Like now we're able to like, that's beautiful practice. This is how this Mm -hmm. is done. But how do I bring, which is, the tantric weaving, right? Mm-hmm. How do I weave this with what I already know and I do well in order to make it so that it's through my essence? Yes. I think that's the potency of yeah. all these things and and things that people call witchy. Yes. Like I don't call myself uh, a witch, a bruja, even mm-hmm. a curandera, yeah. but I know that these are things that I do yeah. And from the outside, yeah, they are yeah. witchy things, yeah. you know, so it's kind of yeah. tongue in cheek now, yes. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And we're, we're lucky to be able to say we can, I mean, it's cool to be a witch now in, in North America and, you know, cultures, but still, you know, estrega is not something you want to be called in Italy to this day. <laughs> you don't want to be a estrega. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think, you know, it's, 
It's interesting what you were saying there. And I think, you know, part of the reason I love BTB feng shui specifically. So I, you know, I think some of you know my background, but I did study, feng shui, you know, a different form of feng shui before. And then when I found BTB, the concept of lineage. So the fact that you're, it's an oral transmission, trans, you know, going, moving through a lineage was really fantastic. Obviously the whole conflict, Taoism and the connection with the cycles of nature, like these foundational things about BTB for me, allow for these other practices, as you said, like they're so, it's so great because they're, it's like, it's formalized, but it isn't as well as the professor said, they're guidelines, they're not rules. And much of the lineage that you had, like, for instance, again, Estrega, or, you know, she wouldn't have called herself that, as you said, others called her that and not in a nice way, you would have passed it on to daughter, you know, daughter-in-law or whatever. It was a lineage and that family had that lineage. And then you know, it's been broken, right? So it's been broken now. And so I was so attracted to the idea of being part of a bigger lineage. I think that was what really drew me to the practice as well. And that this practice respects that. I honestly think it's what it's like plugged me into, you know, again, that whole mm, being a witch, but not being a witch. And really it's, it's about being aware and really connecting with nature, connecting with your own like what's going on with your body, what's going on, with, you know, knowing these cycles and understanding chi and energy was, was a great way to, to start to really plug into that. So, I mean, I'm so thankful for this practice because it now allows me to go off and learn again and learn it, not so that I can go teach. Like I don't need to teach. I need, I want it for myself, right? Like I want to be able to have these, uh, these practices for myself beyond feng shui. So I want to talk a little bit, because we talked about transmission. And so in the tradition, uh, in our tradition, in feng shui, like we practice black sect, we, Angie and I teach it, you know, our teachers taught us orally, et cetera, et cetera. And we transmit it to our students. In a lot of folk practices, it's also like that. But as I said, it's, it's been severed or it wasn't allowed to be, or it was, you know, pushed down. There is a, you know, you can tap into that with ancestry. And I'm not, I don't have those talents. Like I'm just not a medium. I'm not, I don't have that in me, but, but I know you do. So I want you to talk a little bit about what, like what that means for you, the idea of transmitting or having connection to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> where do I start? First of all, I, I believe we all have these abilities. That's just this technology, the human body. Um, and the and the mind, the the energetic field, the the chi that we hold, we all have it, but they're all expressed in different ways. Um, some of us just I I think that we were born with like a little bit more like fluorescent lighting, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it actually attracts those. Like imagine if you were in the dark and then you saw a little candle and you're like, oh, shoot. OK, there's the way I feel like those of us who are a bit more of that, like mediumship, mm -hmm. that we shine a little bit more into other dimensions, other spaces, mm -hmm. other other times. And then they see us like when I was little, I would have these nightmares and like faces coming around me and and I and I see now looking back like it was terrifying mm -hmm. I was I, I was terrified I also prayed to have them go away mm -hmm. which it was answered like it mm -hmm. shut it off mm -hmm. you know so I think most people that I speak to now that I'm, I'm helping them to reconnect to it they also shut it off 
because it was terrifying. There wasn't that, like, again, that teacher to teach us what it was and how to work with it. But I've always also had this really strong relationship with other beings. So I think that's also what attracted me to BTB feng shui mm -hmm. was that that it allowed for the individual expression to come in. And when I saw that it had all the things that I do naturally that I've purposely studied more, not because I felt like I needed to learn how to do it, but it was more of how do I articulate what I already do so mm -hmm. that it helps mm -hmm. me ground it. Mm -hmm. So that's how to kind of enhance it for anybody who's listening and is like, yeah, I have these things, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. Because there's no really right or wrong way to connect and to learn how to do these things other than getting to know yourself better and what you feel like so that all these other influences don't overwhelm you. Because mm -hmm. I, I see that that's what really happens. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like I'm going a bit vague, but I think those who like tap in and are like, oh my gosh, yes, mm -hmm. they're going to understand that it can feel overwhelming only if you don't know your personal chi. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand that we each have it and we walk around that's why i love that it's not like north south east west it's like we're constantly moving we are the spiral yeah. that's always moving so we do affect these things and you can say yes and no to what you're open to you know what they how much they talk to you or not talk to you or affect yeah. you or whatever so when i was in the training uh, you have, a, a, I think it's incredible where there's a smaller group and there's a mentor in there mm -hmm. to help. And in there, the, there was a discussion of doing the practice for a client, a practice client. And somebody said something about some uh, uh, their client talking about entities in the house. Mm -hmm. And I immediately, this is how it worked for me, is that I don't think about it like, hmm, I wonder that is, it's just like a flash comes mm -hmm. in. And I felt like, oh, I think they're elementals. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. one, if somebody had an entity in their house, they wouldn't be able to just have conversations. Mm -hmm. This would be something really <laughs> right, right, you know? And that kind of opened that up where then everybody was like, what do you mean? What do you see? And to me, it's still, for me, I think it, it took me a long time to kind of like, well, what do you mean you don't know? Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean you don't see that? Like, mm -hmm. or really, you're so amazing. You're so magical. You're doing mm -hmm. all this stuff, but you don't connect to that. So I, I, I think when I was younger, it was kind of really lonely and isolating. So mm -hmm. then I would just talk to the angels around me and mm -hmm. Mother Mary and all these things because mm -hmm. that was more comforting. But now I'm able to really utilize that and help people to to not be afraid of of the environment they're in. I think that's the thing that scares people the most is when the door creaks or they hear mm -hmm. something or something is in there that they're not sure of. But to know that it's not as scary as as the movies portray it. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, we can go with like, was that because they wanted to make sure in the past that the priest was the one that mm -hmm. did the exorcism, you know, 
So mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to that. Like we all have the, these abilities and we all can learn, but maybe not, well, it's not supposed to be the same way as everyone else. Yeah. Like, you know, we all have our, our strengths and our gifts yeah. and we can enhance those and learn more. And really it is, if you don't know your ancestry or your lineage, maybe you were adopted or mm-hmm. maybe you just don't, mm-hmm. you yeah. just don't have that connection. Yeah. But because we're all connected to everything, then we can make it our own. We can mm-hmm. find our own way. It's it's what attracts us is usually what we need. Like, what do yeah. we keep looking at? You know, yeah. if we want to learn something, do it. Yeah. Don't put so much emphasis on now I'm learning something new. Like, great. Yeah. Do it. Learn something else. Learn tarot or tarot, tomato, yeah. tomato. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's all, if it doesn't scare you, like, because yes, you could fall into something that you don't know what you're mm-hmm. playing with and opening up. But if it's something that you feel like, I kind of remember this. Like mm-hmm. I used to play with playing cards all the time, like the actual mm-hmm. playing cards. Yeah. And and take them and like have them go to court, like have yeah, them yeah, go yeah. to a ball and just, you know. <laughs> and so they 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 were like alive to me, like paper yeah. dolls. Yeah. So to me, I collect tarot cards and oracle cards even if I don't use them for my own like practice but that energy of the artist and the person who who channeled that and and the intuitive that is like honoring that so it, it can be however you want it to be you know yeah and I think um you know doing some of these practices and just not trying to force it and connecting with some of these simple practices is a way to 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 bring that and embody that. Yeah. So like a good example, like you're saying, like tarot, when you do a specific spread, and I think we talked about this too, a spread, like you would do the Celtic cross, you know, every single person that's come before you and done that Celtic cross, that's, that's in there. So that's why that is such a powerful spread that people come back to and use over and over and over again. So it's very much like that. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's the essence that it's the chi that's, that's uh, hardwired into it. Okay, so I want to kind of close this up, but I, I want to sort of, we were talking and I and I feel like it's come full circle for you, like everything, right? You were saying, and it just makes me, so we were saying how, you know, things come about over and over again. And if you believe it or you don't believe it, you know, you've come in, you've been here before and circled back. And it's funny that we both talked about being, you know, or whatever you would call it. And, you know, if we were doing this 500 some years ago, it, it wouldn't be good for us. Now we're circling <laughs> it and we're able to do it today, but you're even one step further. Can you tell us what you're doing now, which I just totally love? Yes, yes, yes. And and this is a reminder of be open to when you put an intention and ask for something, like mm-hmm. you are ready for that. It's going to come in a way that you had no idea. Yeah. Like it's not even at, like it's beyond what you can think. So I actually, the local hospice here, I live in the mountains in Southern California. Uh, we just moved up here. I had to get up here. And uh, I'm now one of the chaplains for the hospice. So to me, it's everything that like a death doula would mm-hmm. do, but in in a different way, because I'm not just called in when they actually are dying. I get to spend time with them 
while they're in that transitional kind of like this time, like that Mm -hmm. liminal time Mm -hmm. where they have come to face that this is near death, but I also get to help the family transition Mm -hmm. with it. And when I say help, I don't mean that I just go in and start like, okay, we're going to do this prayer. It really is like just me having the knowing and energy of like, thank you for welcoming me in and Mm -hmm. I'm here to help assist through this time. Mm -hmm. I bring my crystal singing bowls Mm -hmm. and I play those. I actually, I infuse because this is part of my tradition of uh, Mexican, you know, folk magic Mm -hmm. is infusing Catholicism and Mm -hmm. the saints. I, I think that's a powerful, potent thing to do too, is to like reclaim that. And so I learned the prayers in Latin because even though the mass, this is what I learned, was changed to Latin because they knew that that was only for educated people Mm -hmm. and the common folk didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And then everything was facing their altar, though Mm -hmm. it was still part of like a mystery school. But to reclaim that, it's like, no, I'm using those because Mm -hmm. like what you said, like with the spread that was driven in Mm -hmm. that is like a a quicker channel right because it's like a highway the road that's used that was used for a long time but like reclaiming that also it bypasses the critical factor of the mind because you just hear this rhythm and like right like you hear the sound and the rhythm but you don't need to know like oh what am i saying how do i say that that really helps to like get our heart centered Mm -hmm. so it's incredible. It's everything that I think I was meant to do mm-hmm. because my great grandmother was a midwife, a doula. Mm-hmm. She delivered my. Yeah. So it's like as she brought them to the world, I'm helping mm-hmm. sending them back home. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And it's just funny that that a witch is now a chaplain. And then, you yeah. know, there you go. <laughs> it's this awesome. It's where it's what things should be. This is the way it exactly. should be. Uh, okay, so thank you, Rosie. This is awesome. I love talking about this. I could talk about this all day. I want you to tell people how they can find you, what you're working on. What do you want to tell people about right now? My website's getting revamped and a lot of things. And whenever whenever you hear this, it may or may not be exactly the same. So I'm not going to get into specifics, but I did create a specific page. So rosievelasquez.com. Okay. So assuming yeah. the show notes will have the show notes. Spelling, mm-hmm. right and then what is that backslash mm-hmm. witchy oh. so that i created a little code so yeah. some of my offerings that i do uh i actually am trained as a clinical hypnotherapist and mm-hmm. i do geomancy mm-hmm. uh, specifically with clearing homes clearing energy but also clearing our own energy so we can mm-hmm. do that beacon so teaching people how to remember who they are like we said like mm-hmm. you shared in the beginning but really in depth, like a personal experience. Mm-hmm. So two of those offerings are on that page Perfect. with a discount. Excellent. Using the number nine of 45% off. So you use Litchi on awesome. those two and that is for you. So cool. for listening all the way until the end. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram, Rosie underscore Velasquez. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's where people can find you. Well, thank you, Rosie. Again, it was a lot of fun. 
And I, you know, hope everyone enjoyed our conversation and we, we wish everyone the most lovely thin time that is coming upon us in the next week and enjoy it and see what comes up for you. Okay. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thanks everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others, subscribe on iTunes, and even better, leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a six-month feng shui certification program where we train feng shui practitioners so we train people to become feng shui consultants and we also have different mini courses and we have some new offerings coming up we also have a very exclusive membership monthly membership called the holistic spaces inner circle which will be open for enrollment very soon if you'd like to check us out, go to mindfuldesignschool.com. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.